Blog Talk Radio. It's live, the Red Reality Show. Show Network. If you love Survivor, you've definitely found the right place to interact with your favorite survivors. I'm Cherry Garcia. I'll be your co-host, and this is Mike on the Mic with host Mike Albright, the number one Survivor fan in the world. Currently, Mike has met 468 Survivor alumni, Jeff Probst, Mark Burnett, Lynn Spillman, and all of the hardworking people behind the scenes who keep Survivors so epic season after season. Mike goes to the Survivor finale every year. He's on the board of Bob Crowley's Durham Warriors Survival Challenge in Maine and Reality for Diabetes in Ohio, and he attends as many charity events as possible. So he's always hanging out with Survivors, and they all love and respect Mike Albright. Here on Mike and the Mike, every Thursday night, Mike invites at least one Survivor alumni to join him, and they recap the Survivor episode that just aired the night before. This gives you 24 hours to watch the show, determine what questions or comments you'd like to call in with, and then on Thursday night, call into Mike and the Mike and have a blast talking Survivor with Mike and his Survivor guests. And... If you're too shy to call in, we've got that covered, too. We've got a live chat room where you can post questions during the show. Just click our link and scroll down the page and post your questions or comments in the chat room. Now, it's time to bring on our host, Mike Albright.
Welcome, Survivor fans. This is the Rad Reality Show Network. I'm Cherry Garcia, and it's October 12th, 2017, and it's time for Mike on the Mic with our host, Mike Albright, the number one Survivor fan in the world. He's going to be recapping the third episode of Survivor Heroes versus Healers versus Hustlers. The title of this episode was My Kisses Are Very Private. And as always, fans are invited to call in and join in the conversation. You can do that by calling in at 1-347-237-5506 or click on our link and scroll down the page to join in our chat room where you can also post questions and comments during our live show. If you do call in, please remember to press the number one key on your phone. That lets us know that you're ready to join us on air and if you don't press number one, your call may not get answered. Now, I'm going to bring on our host, and let's get it started in here. Hi, Mike. How was the bonfire tonight? Well, Sherry, we had a great time. We burned a bunch of old broken bed-ins and desks and cushions with rips in it. And we had a pretty big fire. I think it was 30-some feet high at one point. I'll be posting pictures on Facebook. And then we made a smaller fire for the kids to roast uh, s'mores on. And then we had uh, the first 50 students got T-shirts. So we'll have those in two weeks. We get the exact same number of T-shirts to the people there. So you don't get, you know, 50 smalls and a bunch of big folks show up and vice versa. And we also raffled (laughs) off. A $50 gift card to Walmart, and you had to be present to win. So we went through four names because students were playing mud volleyball and, you know, warmed up and signed in and then just kind of left. So I'm like, well, you can't win. So we got to the fifth name, and they won a $50 gift card to Walmart. So they'll be going to spend that. But it was a, it was oh, a great time cool. and a lot of fun, and the, got to burn a bunch of broken furniture in one of my storage areas and now i got more room for new broken furniture next summer so it was (laughs) it was a good time and we got done a little early so i was able to watch i only watched the episode once but i watched the first 15 minutes it was there's without the reward challenge past i think past couple episodes it's been a lot of tribe development which is hard to do sometimes with three tribes but i thought they did a really nice job the past three episodes of where we really are getting to know these people you know it took two episodes for us to know more about simone simone but everyone else we're getting to know pretty well and people are rubbing people the wrong way and we had some people rubbing each other the right way we've got some you know those I'm pretty uh they so I thought they were gonna be showmances, at least JP and Ashley. But the bigger, deeper development I think, and they're they're hiding it pretty well too, are Colin Colin Jessica. That's so cute to watch. Uh they're about ten years apart, so that's like a May December kind of deal. Like I wouldn't say Harold and Maud because I don't think uh Jessica looks like Maud from that old movie in the what, sixties or seventies, but a lot of interesting things, and we're getting to know, I think everyone's had a confessional now, and there's just, you know, tension brewing among some of the people. So what are, you, what are your just general thoughts before we dissect the episode? How'd you, how'd you like the first three episodes of this season? I definitely agree. We, you know, we are getting to know everybody now. Um, 
which I like a lot. And I love the two uh, showmances that are going on. I think they're cute. I even put that in our promo, which which showmance do you like better? Um, which, you know, survivor couple do you like the best? Because um, I think they're both adorable. But I agree with you. I think um, Jessica and Cole are just so cute together. And they seem to be so genuinely intrigued with each other. I would I, I would agree. Um, and it, and it although, seemed like a more natural fit. I think JP and Ashley, we have not really, I mean, Alan talked about it, but it really wasn't ever, they, we didn't really see it be romantic. So I can kind of agree with them that they don't like being called a showmance because, you know, they kind of seem like they might like each other, but it wasn't, it was felt totally different than these other two, Cole and, Cole and Jessica. So I, I can agree where the they were a little After the blunder that Cole pulled, I, I think Jessica may be a little upset with Cole. Um, and we'll see how she reacts to that after what he did. Um, Stolen the beans. Rourke and, uh, Rourke yeah. and Desi, I think, no? Yeah. He's such a naive kid. I thought he's just he's just a nice dude, but I think he's I think it's going to hurt his game because I think he's going to get played by her and other people. She's this really team. upset with him over that. And I, I think we're going to find out how she reacts to that um, in the next episode. So that, well, that may be a short-lived... <laughs> Maybe a short-lived romance. We'll find out. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would totally agree with that. that. We'll see. I think though they got a pretty tight bond, and I don't think it's just. I mean, they they've had a good connection. I think they're both pretty people, but I think there's a little more to, a little more to it than just that. I think there's. And Jessica was. She doesn't. She seems like somebody that doesn't just get into these things, willy nilly. So it's for her to bond like this. That's a pretty big deal for her. Because I did she I was when I I didn't catch it on the first watch but I think when she I don't know if she was making a joke about herself not having many relationships but I thought she said she didn't really she was like very inexperienced romantically which I found kind of a little surprising did you catch that or did you did I mishear that or oh yeah I'm trying to find it it was um hashtag slow what was it slug love or something. Yeah, hashtag slug love or something like that. Um, but she definitely isn't one to move quickly in the relationship department. She talked about that. Um, slug in love. Hashtag slug oh, in love. love. Yeah. yeah. Um, so she doesn't move quickly in in that department at all and she I think is even surprised at herself at how smitten she is with him he's a handsome guy I I, I, I'm I'm not into the dudes but I mean he's Cole's not an ugly guy so I can see where someone would get enamored by by him I guess and they're just got a interesting group there there's such you know, factions already. Rourke, 
We don't. I think we know the least about Rourke. I can barely think of much we've seen on this show. Um, you know, Mike seemed like a fish out of water to start with, and then Joe is just Joe is playing really hard. I think he watched Survivor Kagai on, and is just trying to be Tony too. And Tony, the second time around, we saw him last season, didn't work out for Tony and. I don't think it's going to work out for Joe Joe either. He's just – this episode, he was still – he was pretty brazen again, but no one came close to my ginger pal, Patrick. I, this kid just and, – and just rewatching the first 15 minutes again, I just couldn't believe, like, the stuff he was saying. I'm going to see if I got my notes from this to, right after they get back from Tribal – which was weird. They didn't go right into the tribe right after that night. They they came back the next morning, which usually the first shot we get is them back in camp. So, what do you think? Why why do you think they didn't show us them coming back to camp? Do you have any feelings? I don't on know. I wondered that too. You know, we see them coming back, and and they're all going through Simone's clothes and talking about how it's like a like a yard sale or something. Um, they're all going through Simone's clothes and trying things on and deciding who's going to get what out of everything that Simone left behind. And everybody's surprised that she didn't take anything with her. And she knew that it was a possibility that she might, you know, go. And she still didn't take anything with her. And now I'm wondering, you know, what's she wearing? <laughs> you know? Did she go out in a bikini? Is that what she was voted out in, I guess? Or a buff in her bikini, maybe? I don't remember. I guess I should look at the screenshots. But it just seemed, that all seemed strange. And then there was a little bit of buzz. I don't know if we mentioned it on the show. But I guess allegedly, Simone in her exit interview was, was talking about Allie and Patrick knowing each other before the game started. Did you happen to see that, too, or... No. Yeah, I heard that from some of the exit interviews. I think she was a little, you know, that exit interviews, some people aren't always real happy about being the first or second or an early boot. And I think she mentioned that in one of the, a couple of the exit interviews that maybe Us Weekly or one of them that Allie and Patrick, I guess, knew each other, which is interesting because I'm going to look up. I didn't know they were from the same, same place. I'm going to pull up. Patrick's bio while we're talking. I know Allie, I think, is from California, and I'm going to see where Patrick's from. I thought I thought he was from someplace that wasn't right out in California, but I'm waiting for for my, uh, for my the web to kick over. I might have to jump to Wikipedia because CBS is going very slow. Still is. Let me jump to so I, that's what I, that was a speculation that they knew each other. So that was making, she was, I did see that posted in several ex interviews from some people I know that, that do this. So I don't know what my thoughts are. It happens every now and again, I guess in Samoa, like three, three or four of the people on Galoo inadvertently had met each other at different places like Laura and Brett. So he's from Alabama, so I don't know where they met. That's so he's odd. from Alabama. But you know, he doesn't he was in talk, LA. He, yeah, he doesn't talk like he's 
recently from Alabama. Like maybe he was born there, but he doesn't talk like he's lived there his whole life. Yeah. Because if you've grown up and lived there your entire life, they have a distinct accent. Yeah, and I wasn't picking that up either, so I don't know if. Yeah, I, did, I didn't. You know, from people that have stereotypically been from Alabama, I'm thinking of like uh, Bobby John and R- Redneck James and some of these other guys. Uh, J uh, JT, you can just definitely tell that they're Southern, and no one on this cast really reminds me of that. That oh my gosh, this person sounds like they're from some other place. So, no. yeah, when you were talking about them trying on the clothes, the, one of my f- favorite lines is, uh, that, well, somebody said they look like Miami Vice because Patrick was wearing Simone's coat. And then Ryan made a funny line because Patrick was putting on the suit jacket and the pants. It's like, oh, it looks like my kid's going to prom. And then later right. is at, at Tribal Council, Ryan said he's never been in a relationship. So I found that pretty interesting, too. Ryan had the best lines of the entire night all the way through the entire episode. He had some of the best lines. You're talking about early on when they were going through the clothes, he said, I I feel like I'm dressing my kid for the prom. And later on, he had two others that were just awesome lines. He comes up with the best lines. He's They should have, like Big Brother does, a, a fan favorite. And I think he would win it because he has the yeah. best, funniest lines ever. Um, later player, on, with the, I think he'd be in the running. Yeah. With the uh, relationship, and I put that in the promo too. Um, he says, I've never been in a relationship. You know somebody? <laughs> And then also, um, another one was, uh, he said, this is the moment we're going to shine up this crappy little tricycle and try to sell it to those um, who've had success. And, I mean, to me, that was just the greatest little line to throw in there at Tribal Council, referring to their tribe, you know. I mean, he really comes up with the best, and I can't wait to see more and more of him every week. He just—he's one of my I favorites too. And I did not—I could not stand him when they did the promo, and they're like, "He's a bellhop," and I was like, instantly, I was like, "Oh God, whatever." He's not. Who's he hustling? And I was talking so much smack and. He's probably in my top three three people this season. He's just he's got he's great. He reminds me of Rob Sesternino, or kind of like Adam a little bit. Just you know, just a great talker. And I think it'd be kind of my role, even though I'm a bigger dude and a, I'd be a provider. But I think I'd be comedy relief out there. And I just I like people that are funny and smart and clever and you know can use their brains and not just yep. carry palm, whole palm trees down the beach or. All that, so yeah, I'd say Ryan. Ryan's definitely up there for me. Uh, Cole, still, I think he's 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 doing a good job. Devin, 
I like I like Devin and Jessica. With, uh, they're definitely ones I like, and probably for the for the Heroes Tribe. For me, it's Ben. Ben's the constant, and then we didn't get much from Chrissy this time. We didn't hear much from her, but I think I like Ashley because she's definitely the smarter of her and JP. So I guess that's where I kind of am with the people that I like. Neutral. Um, Allie, don't really know much about her. JP, same kind of way. Um, Lauren, I will go neutral to not like. I think I, I she's growing on me. She reminds me more of like Patricia, you know, uh, Mama from Marquesas is the closest person that's played before that kind of reminds me of her. Or maybe Amy O'Hara from Guatemala with a haircut. Just feisty and just if it gives you a quick take of them. Desi's kind of in the middle. We don't know much about Desi. Same kind of thing. And dislike, it's still for me, is Joe. Joe leading the way by a thousand miles. He's way up there in Patrick. I mean, what a what a wild kid. He's like that. I'm trying to get some of the quotes from the beginning. He's like, "Hey, that's a that's an octopus." And I'm like, "No, it's not. Shut up!" Like, he just you know, his ability to connect with people is just so. Is that noise coming I, from your phone? Yeah, I'm turning it on silent. It's my notification. It's Mario eating a mushroom. So hold on, I gotta. It's. I'm turning it off. I thought it was off. But, yeah, I don't have the, all the direct quotes, but Allie just getting so frustrated at at Patrick just on the beach and just he, just, he just couldn't, he just couldn't interact with people. And we're putting the cart way before the horse, but he got voted out, and his reaction was really strange compared to, I don't remember anyone reacting like he did he really thought they were going to go for Lauren and his whole I thought he was going to hit somebody or do something else I don't well and he was so upset that they lied he was what was funny to me was he was so upset that they lied to him but he was going to be totally fine if everybody would have lied to Lauren And to me, it's like, dude, that doesn't make sense. You know, you can't have it one way. You can't have your cake and and eat it too, you know. You're upset because people lied to you, but you're going to be totally fine if people would have kept you and everybody lied to Lauren. That would have been just fine in your book. But because they lied to you instead, it makes it wrong. When you go on Survivor, you have to expect that people are going to lie to you. That's part of the game. Yep. Yeah, I didn't like it. It's just the way he relates to people. That just that just 
shocked me. And then they, and then they lose the challenge. The only challenge we get to see, which I like, I like more the the development of everything. But the one challenge, I wish the reward and the immunity wasn't together. I need. I mean, it, it gives it more higher stakes. But voting's the high enough stakes. I think there's enough time to do the re, the reward. They're just he just kept throwing, and then. And I don't like to be stereotypical, but if you're going to tell me a sport that Warren played and then somebody said softball, I'd be like, well, yeah, that makes sense. But she's been throwing softball for, you know, 25, 25 years. years. I, I know the center, 20, yeah, and I know, I don't think the center fielder has to throw bags off a blog, but she, she probably would have good shot. Just he wouldn't move for any of those people. Like, step back. I, Devin might have done a better job, you know, Lauren. I don't know how Allie Even the guys Ryan. on the other teams that were doing well, you know, stepped back and, and gave the other players, you know, a shot. And yep. that's what you do when you're on a team, you know. I mean, they were doing great knocking those blocks off, but they still stepped back and gave somebody else a shot. That's yep. what you do when you're on a team. Patrick didn't do that. He commanded the entire thing and acted like there wasn't a team behind him. Yep, and then they you see what happens. They they did they had the they had a lead. You know, going into that part of the challenge, they were they were doing pretty well from my let me check my notes again. I mean, they were right I mean they were they were they were kind of not in first, but they still we're in the mix by then, and he just just wouldn't rotate and got stubborn and wouldn't react well to it and just thought he would dominate, and he, and he didn't. So that, I mean, that didn't surprise me, but then Lauren made another comment again, and I, I don't know what is in her past with redheaded people. I don't know if the guy, the whoever, she said she's a mom, so it's like having her kids and being the teacher. I don't know if some redheaded person, I don't know what they did to Lauren or these redheaded people, but I hope she does, I hope she will meet, sign my autograph if I meet her just because I'm a redhead. I don't want her to, you know, walk away from me or something. That just really, I've never seen intensity like that towards something as random as having I know. Which are having a lot of redheads on Survivor. I said I should run something on uh, Survivor Wiki. I don't know how many redheads there have been. Not very many. She seems to really have a a problem there. Um, and like I like you said, I don't I don't know what may have happened in her past, but she definitely has some sort of issue with redheads. Um, I don't know, but we're kind of getting way ahead of ourselves. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> After they went through the close, um, we saw Patrick looking for an idol, and Allie telling him to chill out, and talking about his him not having a social game, and um. This is another thing that kind of irritated me. Mike was complaining about the food not being cooked well enough, 
And instead of him offering it to someone else in his tribe to eat, because, you know, they don't get much to eat out there. Yeah. He would just chuck it out into the, the woods. Oh, and Joe? Pick yeah, up another yeah, piece. that really. And if it wasn't cooked well enough to his liking, he'd throw it out in the woods again. And somebody, you know, somebody even said, you know, I'll take it. But he wouldn't give it to him if it didn't suit his needs. I mean, I'm sorry, that was Joe, not Mike. Um, yeah, Joe, I couldn't believe that either. And I'm like, the only person I've ever heard that was that brazen with food that did well was Tina, who kind of complained about how her rice was cooked. But, you know, for Joe to be like that, and I mean, I guess he feels safe because he has an idol, but his social... And I know casting had to put Joe in there because they knew how he would play, how he would rub people the wrong way, how he, some of the fans like I and you seem to be reacting to him. He just, his social skills just seem poor, and that ties into your strategic skills because if you're not thinking about that, you're not going to, the strategy's going to get right, right past you. So you've got to be aware of all that stuff all the time. And right after that, we see Cole and Jessica go out and talk privately about blindsiding Joe. Um, and that's when Cole walks back in and sits down and, and tells Rourke and, and Desi um, about their plan. And Jessica is now really upset with Cole and worried that the blindside plan might actually just blow up in their face, especially if somebody decides to tell Joe. Yep. Which could happen. I mean, you don't know. They all seem to say, you know, yeah, that's a great idea. But you never know who might decide maybe I'll go side with the guy that's got the idol in his pocket and tell him what's going on. And then I'll have, you know, a faithful friend in him, and he's got the idol. Mm-hmm. So well, it's a I risky, think risky move. I think they can make a move on Joe, and he's going to be too arrogant to see it coming. And I, I, I really hope he gets blasted with a, with an idol in his pocket. And I don't want him to. I hope so too. Well, and we'll see what happens with that. I don't know. I don't know what will happen. I think well, we saw what's about to happen the, um, the next time on Survivor. We're, we're I'm as usual all over the place. Just my brain's kind of mush right now. But they're going to be doing a tribe swap, so I'm curious. With what is that going to be? That'll be 15 people. Um, I'm thinking they might go to three tribes of five, so there's no tie. Or how do you think they're going to realign them? If the, because there's, they started with 18 and three people are gone. So that leaves 15 players. What do you think is going to happen? Well, 
they might do what they did before. And split it, leaving one person out. You know, leaving the the one odd man out. Yep. Oh, did you like try to done before? Somebody go to an exile island or something? Right, and then who? Um, whatever tribe loses a person. It's the person on on exile. Because mm-hmm. it is an odd number. So how are they going to work that? Yeah, if they do two tribes, that would be what I would say. Is somebody doesn't get picked and then exiles back, or they keep the three tribes set up and they just you know realign the settings of who has what, so all the tribes have five. Because it would be, what is it, sick? Because uh, healers haven't gone, heroes went once, and hustlers have been twice. So they could just mix everybody up and go back to three. I think they like three tribes, but they could go down to two, and that would make it, if they do go to two, that your your idea makes the only sense possible, because they wouldn't do a tribe of seven and eight, I don't think, because that, I just don't think they're going to do that. No. So it's either five, five, and five, or they'll do the seven and seven, leaving one person out on exile. Whatever tribe loses gets the person on exile. That makes sense to me. One of those two scenarios. And we'll see. What are... uh... What are some dream matchups you'd like to see if with this realignment with who's around? Um It might be cute to see the two couples on the same tribe. I was thinking about so that myself. To- so they didn't have to worry so much about the couple thing. <laughs> but then if, if they started losing people, then it's going to get sticky, you know. You could get the two couples and then Ben and Chrissy, plus just some oddball person. That would be pretty bad for whoever's the seventh person. Or maybe Jessica, Cole, JP, and Ashley, and then Devin and Ryan. They're because they're kind of like a bromance of sorts. True. Plus, that gets groups from each each. Uh, that gets two players from each. I think the most in-your-face matchup would have been would be like Joe, Joe Ryan. Lauren, Allen. I think they need to put Joe and Allen together. Uh, the producers, if they have any interference, I I would definitely get those two guys together because Allen's going to see whatever bulge he's got wherever and be he, and he'd try to get Joe to strip and Joe would be throwing the food out and that'd be pretty good. <laughs> that's going to be great entertainment with those two together. 
So hopefully they get matched up in the same same allotment. That'd be that'd be nice. But yeah, let me check through and see if any other major major things happen with so much character development. You know, there's there was a lot of good bonds, and we got to see some of that. We got Ben and Chrissy talking together. Ben and Ashley talking together. Uh, Al, oh, I guess we didn't mention this. There was, you know, JP was finding food, and then Alan was trying to help the tribe out, but he was having a horrible time trying to get into that coconut. He can't get into a coconut to save his life. <laughs> yeah, he was he was trying his best, but was not successful at all. He's like, here I am in the NFL, and I can't get into a coconut. <laughs> He's like, it's hard out here, people. It's hard. <laughs> Which I was laughing, but I think they're kind of not necessarily connected either. But That's a challenge, though. Um, I felt really bad for the healers. They They thought they had it, and they ran up to take first place and Probes told them that it wasn't right and they had missed one block. It was sort of mixed up and sort of covered up by some of the bags that were laying on the ground and they missed one block. So they had to reposition themselves and get her back up I know. That was heartbreaking. At least they made it through, but then, yeah, some producer or somebody was watching that, so I'm glad they... They didn't get the four live chickens. Um, The heroes got the four live chickens. They came in first after the healers made their blunder. But the healers did want a dozen eggs, courtesy of the the chickens that the heroes just won and the hustlers won the, the date with Jeff Probst at travel council. Um, and Lauren immediately started talking about Patrick and the fact that um, she played center field softball for 25 years and that Patrick wasn't a team player. Yeah, I just you gotta if if you're kicking butt like a Joe or Terry or Colby or Mike Mike uh, Mike Holloway in season thirty when he had to win all those in a row. Like if you're on fire and you can win and you're doing well, yeah, maybe you stay in like that. Or if it's in the individual portion of the game and you're fighting for individual immunity, but when it's the tribe portion and you're just sucking it up. Swap out, because, you know, but that's the same guy that just had no awareness of social dynamics. And it says he runs his own business. I'm just kind of curious, you know, how his business is. (laughs) I don't don't, don't know what he's selling in Alabama, what's going on, but it just didn't seem like it was working out for him. And, and what travel, 
at Tribal, Jeff Probst started off with Lauren, and she doesn't mince any words. And She started off again saying she played outfield in the center field for 25 years, um, and it's not a one-man show. We have to win together and lose together, and today we didn't lose together. Um, she said Patrick is a good idol hunter, but that's about it. And Patrick said he was worried that Lauren had an immunity idol. And she goes, I got two of them. (laughs) Yeah. It was just a back and forth between those two. And that's when Jeff finally moved on to Ryan and says, it's kind of like you're in a relationship. (laughs) And Ryan says, I've never been in a relationship. You know somebody? And I about fell on the floor. Yeah, that was... That was cute. Yeah, Ryan, he's just he's just great. He's great TV. He's just quick on his feet. He's very smart. He's making he's making references to Miami Vice and Miami Vice. If he's twenty four, I I think Ryan. Let me look real quick. I think Ryan's twenty four. Miami Vice was on from like eighty five to like eighty nine, I think, or something like that. Eighty four to eighty nine. He's twenty three years old. Where's this guy watching Miami Vice? Like. That's not one of those shows that's, like, just syndicated, like, that you can see anytime you want. He's just, he's sharp and just, he reminds me of, like, Rob Sesternino and all these other just witty, witty people and what you need out there. You need a nice variety of people. And it looks like he's not rubbing people the wrong way. You know, some people that are jokey, you know, are always telling jokes and people are like, yeah, we're tired of you by now. Now we've only gotten to day eight. So maybe Ryan will really grade on people at some point, but it hasn't happened yet. He's got his meat shield in Devon. You know, they've they've had to eliminate two people, so, you know, it's pretty balanced. If they go to a swap, um, you know, it might become a numbers game between original tribes, but I think Ryan's Ryan's got a decent shot. He's just sharp guy. We didn't we got nothing from Mike's episode. They, didn't, they showed him and Joe talking about trying to put the idle blame on Mike, but we didn't hear from Mike. Desi, did she say much this episode? Just when uh, when Cole was letting her, her and Rourke know about Joe's idol, but aside from that, we really didn't hear from Desi this week. No. We didn't hear much from Alan, her at all. Her, Rourke. And then uh, Alan, aside from the coconut, we didn't really get much else from him. So maybe he started out kind of rough. The only thing he was referred to was, you know, Ashley was still mentioned that he she, he called him out. And Ben, I don't think Ben trusts Alan, but I think Ben might trust Alan more than JP. Because I think he's worried JP's just going to be too much of a free agent and appears to not know how the game works and may want somebody to guide him through the game and, Sounds like several people are going to be willing to do it. Well, next week should be interesting to see how, you know, how things come out after they resituate things and, uh,
realign the tribe tribes. Yeah, I can't wait for the first five minutes before the commercial. I hope they do the swap before before that. There's a little bit of build up, but I can't wait to see that. I'm gonna run some stats. I don't. I'm gonna go back and look at some casts. I want to know how many redheads there are. I don't even think there's a full sixteen or eighteen people with red hair that have played the game. I'm only thinking of like Patrick, Doctor Jill, and like Cochran off the top of my head. I can't really think of other Rafe. I'm just thinking of redheads, Shauna, but really, there's not been many redheads. Can you think there of any other redheads? Been. I mean, I just pulled those out. I'm like, whatever. I can't. Well, who are the other redheads? Come on, CBS. That's another reason I need to get cast is you need some more gingery redheads that get weird sunburns and have funky freckles and <laughs> all that. I'm gonna run the data, but there I'm just when I look when I think of the cast that have played, I just can't get many many redheads off. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go pull the cast I'm gonna go to Wikipedia and pull the cast list and see you. I just don't think there's been that many. I talked to Sugar Kuiper today and I think she may join us later in the season. Oh cool. Yeah, I've mentioned it to her before, so I think Schedule-wise, hopefully it works out when we get her in there. I can try to set up either a Gabon, another Gabon person, or maybe a, somebody from Heroes versus Villains. Maybe Bob will come back. I can always tweet Randy. I don't think he'll do it, but that he and her get along, that'd be a funny show knowing their history. So we'll see. She had some interest in. That's cool. Yeah. She went on. And possibly. There's a couple of others I'll tell you off air, but. Um, okay. Yeah, we should have some. Some. Good people coming up. Can't wait. I'll keep to people too and we'll talk offline and see who we can uh, who all we can get in here because it, it's nice having another past player that can bounce stuff off and how it relates to their experience uh, just because there's every season's a little different but just seeing how different things connect do 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 I'm just closing this. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm just curious about this number of gingers. I. It's in my brain right now. I the CBS not know this site thing. was really slow for me earlier today too, so I don't know what's going on with them. Yeah, my, my uh, our internet here on. I'm. I jump in my office to do this, and. Yeah, sometimes even the landlines. But I'll get that data for next show. But I'll find out. How many red-haired folks have played Survivor? I don't think it's very many. We will find. We'll see. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna run through the entire cast list and see. I, I still don't think it's. It's not. It's not more than 20. I wouldn't think. But I'll. I'll run through the seasons and see what I can find out. 
Awesome. But I really don't have any other anything else major. Uh, we there wasn't a huge amount of stuff this episode. But I think we've kind of covered a lot of what we did see. Yeah, I think we've just about covered it. I can't wait till the next episode. Um, you know, we're only three three episodes in, so it starts building up. You know, as we get into it a little a little bit more, and uh, it's it's certainly building. And Survivor always has a way of pulling you in. You know. To where you just can't oh, yeah. wait for the next the next episode. They know what they're doing. That's for sure. And it's nice having new people. It's it's nice every now and again to have some people we've seen before, but having just fresh people we haven't seen, that's cool too. So I'm I'm liking that. To, to these Absolutely. new folks. We're getting to know them, but an all new cast, and you know, it's surprising that considering everything that's happened this year, that in the last few years, that Survivor hasn't been affected in any way. You know, you consider all the tragedies we've had. All the hurricanes we've had. Yep. And Survivor hasn't really, you know, been affected in any way. (laughs) They're so lucky. And I think a lot of it is them knowing what the heck they're doing and and what locations to, you know, to go to. Yep, that's part of it. They've been lucky. We've only had four casts pass away, and that's that's pretty amazing out of 17 seasons and 500 people. That it's only that many. It's unfortunate that the ones that have passed have, but it's a pretty low, pretty low number. So out I'm of really 500 people, you've met 469. That's incredible, Mike. Yep, and as soon as the new cast in, my percentage should go up because it's I keep meeting everyone from the season. So the percentage is just going to keep getting closer, and I'm working on the, some of the people that I haven't met. So uh, there's a couple I'm pretty sure I'm never going to meet, but I'm going to I'm going to keep trying. Well. I know you've had a busy day after a big bonfire. I know you're tired, so we can go ahead and wrap tonight's show up if you'd like. We can. I've just been scrolling through trying to find the redhead, so I don't have anything (laughs) else, but I am scrolling through the cast to find. The one thing I have noticed is it's a lot of guys. Five out of the four out of the five that I've come across so far going backwards are Four guys and one lady. That's, that's just another interesting thing. 
Well, maybe it was a guy that done her wrong, and that's what caused her issue with redheads. Oh, but oh Lynn, she, who knows? I, I don't know. She can't have an issue with you because you're... You're not like any of those other redheads. You've got a great heart, and she'll see that every other survivor loves and respects you, and she won't be able to hold anything against you as far as being a redhead because she'll see how all the other survivors, you know, respect you and love you and... and she will too. Well, we'll see. That's all we can do. She will. I'm sure of it. She's not going to turn you away just because you have red hair. Not like all uh, right. That's I'm pulling through aren't looking good, but I'll keep digging in here. There's. <laughs> I found a third woman. So that's interesting. And look at all the, look at all the work you're doing, just to find out what may have caused this. You can tell her that you've done this on the show. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm a, I'm a, you'll, I'll not be out of work. That's the one thing in this election that they said if I got around and talked to people, I'd do well and. Uh, I've been doing that for two weeks, and then for 11 months, just getting to know people and and working. And when is the election? Uh, November 7th. So, three weeks away. Wow. Well, I certainly wish you all the best. Thank you. Yeah, it's going to... I'm looking forward to the election cycle being resolved. What's your opponent like? Um, he's the incumbent. He um, he's a good guy. He's uh, we're we're uh, I'm friendly with his family, so that that's good. It's just uh, yeah, we just kind of don't see eye to eye on all the issues. That's where we're kind of where we're different a little bit, but overall he's a he's a decent guy, and we'll see what happens. It's just interesting is uh he's got several brothers and sisters, and uh the the family's kind of split politically so wow that's interesting. Yeah, it's really interesting. The dad was in city government, and, one, and the one son is, but the one works somewhere else. But there's just kind of a a split there, so just interesting. Well, it's good that you guys know each other, and hopefully he's not up bashing you. Obviously, you're not up yeah, bashing we're, we're, him. We're both keeping it really positive. That's It's local politics, so there's not really – there shouldn't really be – you know, all of that sort of thing. There, there's no Keeping real, it as a clean race, yeah. Keeping it as clean as we can, yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, I certainly wish that's, you all the best, Mike. I if appreciate I it. you have my vote. Thank you. Yeah, it's... 
it's going to get close. We'll see what happens. I, I hope I can prevail against against him. I certainly hope so, too. But we'll go ahead and wrap it up for tonight. And can't wait to have you back next week to do it all over again. And we'll be yeah. back at our regular time next week, right? Yep, regular time. That's the only real conflict I had was this this season. So. Okay. All right. So we'll be back at 6 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Central next week. Make sure you're back here with us for Mike and the Mike. And join us on Mondays for Manic Mondays with Michelle Costa from Big Brother Season 10. We're going to close it out tonight with Ron, as we always do. Everybody have a great weekend. Take care. Here's Ron to take us out. Good night, all. I want to finish off the show with a little music and say to all of my listeners, thank you guys, and thank you all for coming in. bless you and thank you for listening to the show and it was a great one it's always a great show with Mike Albright Mike anything else uh nope have a great evening everybody we'll see you next week that's a wrap for us tonight good night all take care be kind to each other good night